Hello and welcome to week 14 of the NFL season. Last week in week 13, we saw two field goals clinch a game by the Chargers. Two weather delays in Pittsburgh. Two back-to-back block punts by the Colts. A 49ers statement win. And with a Jimmy Ward interception in the end zone, the Texans beat the Broncos. Thank you for spending your Thursday evening with us. Each week, we broadcast live on nofilter.net and Caffeine TV. Tonight, we're going to talk about week 14. We're going to get into 10 important matchups. We're talking a little fantasy football, probably give you a little betting advice as well. I'm K. Wynn. He's Big Ben. He's Laquan Jones. You know LQ from his editorial content and fantasy football advice from the NFL Network, Roto Baller, at Real Deal Fantasy on Twitter. So get up, stand up. Thank them, because if you listen here, you might just win your fantasy football league. <laughs> Let's go. Yes, Laquan, thank you for joining the show. Absolutely, man. Thanks for the invite, man. I mean, I love the energy. We are already vibing, man. We are. And uh, fans out there, I do have to let you know, it might get a little testy tonight, because you know K wins Niners fan, Big Ben Seahawks, LQs, Rams. So we're representing everyone out here on the West Coast tonight. But let's get into some fantasy football. So this is the last week before playoffs. A big yeah. week. Big, big I'm going to start this out. Huge week. Huge. With just a general question. Who in your mind, without a doubt, is the fantasy football MVP no matter what league or format? I mean, it, it, it's obviously poking the cool, man. I'm not even being biased here. It's just a guy that <laughs> went undrafted in most leagues over summer and – you were able to pick him up off the waiver wire after week one. So, I mean, that's a league winner right there by definition. So, you kind of been riding with him all these all these weeks, and now he's leading you to the playoffs because he's a guy that you got off the waiver wire. Like, if you drafted, like, a, a Stefan Diggs with a Keenan Allen, then you throw Puka Nakua in there, that's, that's pretty wicked, man, at the wide receiver position on your team. So, I can only imagine what those teams look like. Man. All right. Who, what about the player not playing for the Rams? Come on. <laughs> I can't on. think of anybody else, but it, I mean, honestly, man, every week there's like a waiver wire hero and like there, there's honestly guys that you just pick up and you're just like, oh, wow, he's actually getting things going. I mean, honestly, I've been Ryan with Garner Minshew. He's been like a solid like between 15 to like 18 points. And that's for a team that's just kind of been like iffy with me but i have the last seed because of him same thing with sam howe i mean like he's averaging 20 fantasy points per game and nobody's business and nobody's talking about it like yeah. uh, he's top five in passing yards right now so like for fantasy i, I look at those guys especially at the quarterback position because it's so important that these are the guys that you want to rely on in the playoffs so i will give those two you know their rewards their flowers as well so last week before playoffs can you give us a little fantasy advice? Like who may be out there on a bench or a waiver wire who you think should be plugged in this week who's going to have a big impact? I mean, honestly, at the tight end position, like a real-life scenario within myself, Trey McBride's on by week this week. So it's like, who do I plug in? And look, you got Isaiah Likely out there, not rostered yeah. in many leagues. I mean, under 40%, he's highly available to you. So – I'm plugging him this week against my Rams because you start your tight ends against my Rams. I mean, it always <laughs> comes full circle. You know, I, I'm not the biased craze fan that don't know the real about my team. So, like, I'm going to tell you to play your players that are at tight end against my team. But 
another guy that I kind of just been looking at, like he's been bouncing on and off my waiver wire, really. It's like Demario Douglas for the Patriots. He's not playing tonight, but I've really just been stashing him because like he's a guy that you want to have in the playoffs just based on his target share. He's the most explosive player on this offense. We're seeing this offense starting to get things going tonight against the Steelers. So he's a guy that's just been bouncing on and off my waiver wire. And I think, you know, you just got to ride with players who have a high target percentage and you got to ride on players that have good yak yards. I mean, the last four weeks, man, he's top five in yak yards. This is explosive players that you need to keep your eye on because you want that in the playoffs. Yards out there to catch are important, especially for smaller wide receivers. And he has all the targets going downfield when they do decide to throw down the field. So those are a couple guys that, you know, you just need to have on your watch list. Okay, I got I got a question. <clears throat> so this is kind of real life as you were talking about. Last year, mm-hmm. I stacked. I just stacked Josh Allen with Stefan Diggs in both leagues. One okay. one, second in the other. This year I got cute. I, I kept the guys with, you know, low keeper value over promise. Ended up oh, with wow. Tua in both leagues and no Tyreek Hill. So I was done. I was cooked. Mm. Headed into next season. I got oh, you see, out. he's already out of playoffs, so that's why he's thinking oh, no, next year. No, 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 no. This is only in one league. This is only in one league. This is only okay. one. League. All right, all right. I'm still alive in one. What? Give me, give me three stacks that you like that aren't the, the Josh Allen and because here's what I see. I see, um, I see the Eagle stack of either. Well, if you have Antonio Brown. Yeah, and and uh, hurt Jalen hurts. If you have Josh Allen and you have Stephon Diggs, you're 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 good. You're pretty yeah, solid. You don't even think about it. No, those are those are like the star and forgets. I mean, honestly, I'm trying to think now. I mean, like low key, like the lower tier stacks that I've kind of been riding on was the Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans. Like those are the like stacks that are doable in like the later rounds. Like obviously you get Mike Evans, but you like. Over the summer, like, I got Baker off the waiver wire. But, like, the leaks that I have, Mike Evans, I throw in Baker based on matchup. You know, like, right. I, I, I go in there and throw him in. One stack that I am, like, so pissed off about is the Austin Eckler and Justin Herbert stack. Like, Oh, me too. I, 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 I've been riding with that, you know, for the last two years. And, then, like, this year it's not working out. Sam Howell, Terry McLaurin, another stack that's not working out right now. So, like, right now, I love the stacks between, you know, Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, but I kind of switched it up this year and did Zay Flowers and Lamar Jackson. So, that's kind of hit or miss, but, like, the stacks this year aren't, like, as elite, you know, as they used to be, just with so many injuries and so many issues at quarterback. All right, let me give you two that I'm thinking about for next year. None of my friends watch this, so I'm not worried about them. (laughs) (laughs) CJ Stroud. Tank Dell. Smash. And this is this is one why I, I, this guy gets no respect from the wide opposition. Michael Pittman Jr. Jr. And and I think Anthony Richards, they're sold on Anthony Richardson. And yeah. I like that stack due to the mobility too. Yeah. Because everyone was everyone wanted to come out and say, all right, Justin Fields and then you know David Moore are gonna kill it. And then one like one wheel falls off and the whole, you know the whole car topples over right yeah especially the first couple weeks the way richardson was scoring touchdowns yeah i mean that could be a good stack but here's my worry this is my worry give me worry i'm coming back one the injury him returning two we saw him get a concussion down the shoulder so it's kind of like 
if I do do that stack, I wouldn't invest high on Pittman. The guy that you would take the cheaper route with is Josh Downs. He's actually starting to produce a okay. spot position. And when you have a quarterback that's mobile and you have a quarterback that's coming back from injury, I tend to target those guys that are the slot because they're the security blanket. They're always going to be in the middle wide open. So that investment, I think Pittman, he'll still stay in the first three rounds. Honestly, it all depends by your draft. So ADP is a myth, honestly. But I think the heavy investment you'll get, like tiers wide, like I do tiers over ADP because it it just works out better. But I think the investment on Pittman and then go for Richardson, it might hurt you just based on it might not work there. So the lower investment with Josh Downs would be a safer bet because Anthony Richardson doesn't pan out. You still have Josh Downs that would be able to produce out of that slot. And I think with Anthony Richardson coming back from injury, he'll probably favor the slot position other than taking the risk downfield trying to get picked. I got you. Okay. I also kind of like Alec Pierce. I'm waiting for him to break out. He never does. He has one, one game every four weeks, it seems sleeper. like. He's my sleeper this week, actually. Okay. I want to put you to the test. And this is the test. So I, I get ESPN Plus. Okay. So I cheat a little bit. And if you guys have never used the ESPN leagues, you can actually go on. You can't do it on your mobile. But if you go on the browser, they can give you recommendations. Mm. And it's actually all analytics based, right? It's, it gives you their average. I don't think they've ever put someone with a lower average in front, but it's just based on, I don't know how many data points they use. So I have my lineup set on that currently. Okay. I want your, I want your, your feedback on this. Okay. So it's, uh, it's a two running back, one flex, two wide receiver league. Okay. I'll give you my, I'll give you my four running backs to ooh, five running backs, three spots. Ooh. Okay. Pierce, Mostert, Mixon. Is it Anche? Are we, are we going with Anche? Oh, A-chan. A-chan. And Pollard. So you got three out of those five. Yeah. This question is for me, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. I don't like Pierce just based on yeah. it's, it's up and down with the usage because last week he did get more snaps, but Singletary still led them in snap percentage. So that's my issue there. I think they're trying to slow walk Pierce back in. Pollard has a tough matchup. I, I Eagles Cowboys is like a, a diehard division game where things get weird and where like it could be a shootout. The run game could be non-existent. It could just be Dak throwing to CD downfield all game. It could be, you know, no check down for Pollard and it goes to Rico Dowell or however you say his name. Like it, it gets weird with those division games. So I try to fade that situation, but I like mixing. I like Mostert. He's, he's obviously a must start, man. I mean, Mostert's a must start. Must See, they, start. This is the thing. They have me starting Pollard, Achne, and Mixon. No Mostert. They're so high on Anshne. Listen, we've got real deal fantasy on the show tonight. We're taking his advice. I've been I've been victory lapping for like three years now with Raheem Mostert because he's 31 now, and I'll be 32 next Thursday, by the way. Age is just a number. He's going to produce, and that's all he does. He's just out producing most of the running backs in the league that are drafted like four or five rounds ahead of him. And you got to understand, you got to go with volume. I like A-Chan. So I understand why they're telling you to start him, but it took until like the late third quarter for him to even show any fantasy relevance. So 
I would hate to hold my breath for three quarters just to get something out of him, you know. But Mostert, the volume is there. They believe him as the RB1. If anything, A-chan is the, the, the 1B situation here, but he's very explosive. So you're more so looking for upside here with A-chan versus the safe play with Mostert, who's going to get right. carries. Okay, so then give me three out of these four. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Mixon. I'll go Pollard, just because he volumes there as well. But yeah. it will get weird. But then Mostert, you you just got to start him. Okay. You heard it. It's a four point difference in projection. I don't know how of what yeah. algorithm they're in. Okay, because he's able to break away at any point in time in the game on any point in the yeah, field. That's... Also, so you it's based on upside there. I don't see him boat race in Tennessee. No. At Tennessee. Or no, I can honestly game. see them attacking downfield, honestly. Okay. So. All right. Then I need – I got two wideouts, and I got five. Actually, Watson's out, right? Watson unsure, I think, for Monday night. Okay. But that's – he's Gabe Davis just in a, <laughs> in a <long> jersey. <laughs> All right. Thielen, Cup, Ayuk, and Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins that... is looking like Shaq when he played for the Celtics right now. Um, <laughs> man, Cup against Ravens is tough. I, I'm actually benching him in a couple of leagues, to be honest. Um, you said Ayuk, right? Yeah. Ayuk he's going to eat start. against the Seahawks. Oh, God, he's going to kill the Seahawks. Yeah, he, he's going to murder. Um Damn, I think you got to put Cup in that mix, man. Yeah? Yeah. Over Hopkins? Over Hopkins, yeah, unfortunately. Because you, you still got that Dolphins defense, and Ramsey has been playing like a maniac. Okay. returning from injury. We have your contact information. Home. home. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm Good. probably home the address. most accountable. Home, home address. <laughs> probably the most accountable fantasy analyst you'll find in this league. <laughs> because oh. I, I, I just feel so confident. To the point where, like, people take mistake as cockiness, but no, I do the research and I do the work. Yeah, and if I'm wrong, I take it to the chin. I'm sorry. All right, I'm gonna believe you, the mind, your mind over the algorithm that is built by ESPN fantasy football. And I appreciate that. Okay, I can't yell at pre. Yeah, I don't know who to yell at at ESPN <laughs> if I lose. So let's go. That's that. all I had, K. Win. Thank you. All right, so we get into some pick 'em then. Oh, that's absolutely all right so uh each week more times than not we bring on a very special guest we didn't have one last week we got a good one this week we're gonna do pick them 10 games straight winner straight money line and the leader right now has seven out of ten if you win this prestigious award you will get a lombardi like trophy i say lombardi like because we get it on Amazon and it just looks like Lombardi. It's really not worth anything, <laughs> but we will have a big parade. We'll be drinking white claws with you. Ben will put on that Rams helmet and we will raise that banner for you. So, all right, Ben, you going to lead us off or you want me? I to will. I will. A, a classic NFC South matchup with, I think, potential playoff implications, even though both teams may be under 500. This is how it happens every year. Laquan in the NFC South, but the Bucks are battling the Falcons in Atlanta. Kyle Pitts has been MIA. He's milk box, um, milk carton. 
Baker's looked okay. He's, Baker's, yeah, Baker's looked, looked alright. Okay. Who do you got? I got to go with the Falcons in the dome. To be honest, I feel like they have home field advantage. I mean, Ritter's obviously, you know, what he is, and honestly, you got to look at this offense as well. They're gonna run the piss out of this ball, and the Bucks' rush defense isn't what it was in the past. Like, they're still decent, but I think they're just going to focus on the run as what they do every single week. Drake London might cut loose a little bit, but I'm just going to take the home field advantage here with the Falcons. I like Jesse Bates. He's made plays the last two weeks. He should be a pro bowler this year. I think he's going to make a play, and I think this is the week the train wheels get taken off Bajan Robinson. About time, because it's playoffs. I, I agree. I think uh, the last couple of weeks they've kind of been uh, letting him loose a little bit more. I think the media has a lot to do with that. But um, I really feel as though if they cut Bijan loose, then you're looking at a W. Like, that's honestly why you drafted him. Like, you, you took your L on Kyle Pitts. So you just don't know what to do with Kyle Pitts. I wouldn't be surprised he's a Charger next year or something like that. But it, it, it's not working out there in that situation because you traded for Johnny Smith and he's looking like the tight end one, believe it or not. But uh, yeah, I, I just got to go with the more firepower. I feel like they have it on the ground. I'm not saying Rashad White is washed, but he's not Bijan B- uh, uh, Robinson. Um, the wide receivers, you know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin's great guys there. I mean, Auden has some potential for upside for fantasy this week, by the way, if he's on the waiver wire for you. Um, I just feel like overall the run attack is just going to be ran down the Bucks' throat and the Falcons are home. Falcons roll. I think it's unanimous. Next game, we've got the Bears playing the Lions in Chicago. Who do you like? Uh, the Bears' rush defense is crazy right now they're as good as the 49ers right now and like i really feels like their defense will be the difference maker here um man oh man it's kind of tough what do you guys think don't put me on the spot (laughs) so it's like you read my notes here like the lions have a great offensive line they run the ball they're dominant it's like thunder and lightning with montgomery and gibbs but i was looking at it. it's the niners and the bears defense against the run that's what the bears do and fields surprisingly plays well against the lions i actually have chicago as an upset here it'll honestly be close i i think this this is what i was saying some difficult matches (laughs) i'm 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 gonna lean the lines i'm gonna just say lines because I honestly think the Lions are fun to watch this year, and this is going to be a tough game. Did you, any of you guys see, I think I was, I don't know where I was. I was, it was like 10-15 via Pacific Standard Time last weekend. It was Sunday, and I, I looked at the scores, and it was like 7 nothing. you know, just new. Lions had put up 21 points, I think, by like the eight-minute mark in the first quarter. <laughs> it's that, I mean, the only way... The only and it, it wasn't through as at least the stats that I saw. It wasn't like you know they were big hits, but Laporta opens up everything for them oh, from man, what I've yeah. seen. Like that, we've all seen this winner right there. We've all seen this where quarterbacks love the seam route with the tight end or the like six yard in for yep. for he's a first down getter. He's a different guy in the the red zone too. Yeah, it eases yep. off of um, Sam Brown and. God, it seems like the Lions. I just picked up Jamison Williams 
Is it William? Yeah, William's deep, deep, deep in my league. Just the stocks or um, stock from next year. But the Lions are five and one away from home. I think last year they were one and five. It seemed like so they can play on the road this year. They kind of like packed it up, but like they're fun to watch. They're explosive, and even last year they were putting points on the board, but they just weren't winning. So now that the defense is getting a little bit adjusted, we got the one-two punch. I think they're calling their rhythm and smooth or something like that with the with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Like it, it's a great combination that they have back there with the run game, but that Bears rush defense is going to stop Monty. So the way they beat them though is if you get, you know, Gibbs involved in the passing game as well. I think, you know, last time they faced each other, I think it was a week eleven. He finished second on the team in reception. So it's like you you gotta you got a guy that's as explosive, utilize him. That's gonna be the difference maker in the game. Okay. This is uh this is your boy Gardner Minshew, also mine. I'm a kook, so let's go. Um, you know, what he's done with that, it's kind of I, th- I think he's gonna grow on mm-hmm. in Indy as he did in Pullman. Like he's becoming more of this guy that people come to appreciate. They go into Cincinnati and play another guy that went to UW. So we got the WSU versus UW matchup, which we're yeah. going to love. Um, Jake Browning, he did he carry him? Did someone give him like a little Jake or a Burrow sauce? Like, you know, just a little nah, love sauce. He has a little he's swag on him. Yeah. yeah. He's got Jamar Chase. I know. That's but, it. <laughs> but it's one thing when a – when a star wideout actually likes the backup quarterback, like, yo, we're good. Like you can still get me the ball. And yeah. that's what we saw. I think from, from Browning a little bit, this is going to be a good game. What do you got? Uh, I'm going with Minshew, man. That, that, that Bengals defense is chopped, man. I mean, you saw Monday night, they gave up a bunch of big plays and this isn't a team you want to give big plays up. You know, when you got Zach Moss back there, Michael Pittman, Josh Downs, Alec Pierce, like I said, he's my sleeper this week. And he's the guy that stretches the field take the top off and I think Minshew isn't as like he's not afraid to go downfield and launch it obviously I mean Alec Pierce had three catches last week for 100 yards and it's like oh okay you're gonna keep airing it out because it's working you're gonna get it so this game you're gonna see a lot more of that like I wouldn't be surprised you see you know them going downfield and marching down and you're like oh shit it's only halftime and they're up 28 like what's going on like I really feels like this is going to be a game where Minshew gains confidence and then he just full steams ahead and like goes just racing for that wild card spot. Everyone's talking about D'Amico Ryan coach of the year. He's done a great job with the Texans, but like what, look at what Shane Steichen's done. Like Jonathan Taylor, you're our team. Actually, there's a little disagreement between him and the owner. We're going to sit you out a couple games. Anthony Richardson gets hurt. Gardner Pierce downs. Like the block punts, the special teams. I'm going Colts and the coach of the year, Shane Steichen, on this one. Wow. Mm. Oh, that, did, yeah, wait, did Shanahan hear that from you? Did you? <laughs> Listen, Shanahan does it every year. Oh, he's got a bunch of all pros. Look at the Colts roster; they're winning. It's their but defense he, too. They're 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 stepping up big, and they're getting after the quarterback. Like the QB pressure makes a difference. And they let go of Leonard, right? Didn't they just yeah. say, "Okay, I mean, okay, bye. Part, part ways." Like yeah. he wasn't playing like himself this season, man, and like he wasn't happy with his role and his snap percentage and et cetera, et cetera. But it's like you're not playing to the level that we need you to play at, so we'll let you venture off to other opportunities. 
All right, we're going to see, Jesus, uh, this, this is another backup game, I guess you could say, C.J. Bethard, and then who who's going to run out? <laughs> the generational QB of Joe Flacco run out there? Flacco played well last week. Oh, he did. He did. He, he got a little greedy, though, and you know what that interception. But, uh, you know, he's a Jersey guy. I, I root for all my Jersey guys, for real, though, at, at heart. So I like pretty Flacco. I mean, I think he goes out there. Elijah Moore's another sleeper I got this week on fantasy. So I think their connection's only going to grow. And I think the Browns defense remains elite, man. And if you got Trevor Lawrence still dealing with that high ankle sprain, I think they'll be able to get after him. And it might be a little bit ugly over there in Jacksonville. I have a theory real quick. Garrett Wilson would be a projected as a Hall of Famer if Joe Flacco was still on the Jets. Guaranteed. You know how you will see all these, like, I mean, Garrett Wilson is scary. Yeah. Athletic. He's got great hands. He's a good route runner. He's explosive yards after catch. No one can get on the ball. Those first three weeks where Flacco was playing for the Jets. He was top five put, passing yards. I mean, it's, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Joe Flacco, <laughs> I don't know if he's generational, K1, based on your, but. He's got a Super Bowl title. There you go. Most so who do we got? <laughs> so, so LQ, you go, on, you go on Browns here? Absolutely, yeah. I'm smashing the Browns. Yeah, Browns are a different team on the road and, uh, than at home, and I trust Flacco, I guess, more than CJ Bethard. It looks like he's trying to go out there and play, but I think. You know, what a high ankle sprain, he's not going to be as mobile that we know what we saw Monday, and that's going to be a huge issue. He's going to need that. Miles Garrett's going to be breathing yeah, down his throat. Lord, I believe, is coming back also. So you got no Christian Kirk. So welcome back to Calvin Ridley Circus. All right. Now we got your team. We got the Rams traveling East Coast playing the Ravens. Is there even a question who you got here? I got Ravens, man. I told you, I'm not that lunatic. <laughs> delusional Rams fan I'm, I'm real to the core man but it's like I honestly feel like when it comes to the Ravens defense because I was scared about the Browns defense and they did show flashes of harassing Stafford but you got Puka Nakua you know showing up and gaining momentum so he got hot my issue here is with this Ravens defense man they're an elite defense on all cylinders from the linebackers the secondary to to the defensive line it's like we're dealing with a different beast the browns were kind of beat up i really feel as though the only way we win this game is if we ride kyron williams sean mcveigh has a terrible habit if the first couple plays and we can't set up play action and the run game's not looking good he'll fade it into the third quarter and we're already down like 14 points and like that's a bad habit that he has and i could see that happening in this game with kyron williams and stuff like that so it's just a guy that likes to talk football but trauma based the head coach at the end of the day so i gotta go with the ravens he's gonna fall back into his tendencies basically what i'm saying so i said the rams had to last week they had to split like between baltimore and cleveland and then i think they win a couple more games and finish nine and eight and make the playoffs but i think they lose this one on sunday they, they lose this one for sure like this was the only one i had circled like oh we just need the packers to lose Seahawks to lose, which they did. Thank you. But the <laughs> Packers ended up winning, and I'm like, damn, we don't get that seed. And then, you know, we're back to square one. This is this is how shrewd the Ravens all related to their defense. Yeah, shrewd. Also, individuals of Baltimore are well are tail, tailgating. And we I went to a game one year about ten years back. Good friend of mine. We had gone through our backpack of beers leading up to the game. <laughs> we asked for a couple of beers. They oblige. They also stood there and asked for money two minutes later for the beers. 
which I thought was hilarious. But also, I agree with you. The Ravens are, I mean, they're missing. It seems like on offense, they just, they're just trying to piece things together. Yeah, it's been ugly. Lamar but Jackson, he, he he's a problem. Once he gets mobile, it becomes out of hand. Like the game is out of hand already. If he's if he's rushing for a hundred yards and he's throwing for like three fifty on you, the game's over. <laughs> it's over. Yeah. Okay, is it a coincidence Justin Jefferson may? Oh, there goes Ben. I think he hit the wrong button. I think he was trying to switch screens. Switch screens. <laughs> I believe I know my partner well. He was saying Justin Jefferson's back. Is that what you were saying? No, no, I was saying <laughs> a coincidence. Justin Jefferson has decided to come back the week they play in Vegas. I'm sure you're not traveling if you're injured, but shows up doesn't show up on the injury report. May may play this week. Just. He better play this week. I need him in fantasy as my number this, one draft. I, I think this is the only reason anyone would watch this game is Josh Jacobs getting in the end zone, and then it's Justin Jefferson scoring. Uh, I don't think you're playing Madison. I don't. Maybe you have to play. Um, who's the backup to Madison that people are streaming? Chandler. Chandler. I mean, it's such a it's an ugly game. It's in it's in Vegas. Pierce has got him, I guess. Kind of. O'Connell's looked okay, I guess. I don't I'm know. Honestly, lean Vikings because Josh Dobbs, he's getting a full, he's getting a full unit. I mean, T.J. Hawk, you got Addison, and now you get Justin Jefferson into that mix. Um, Raiders defense have them they middle of the pack. They show up every now and then, but I really feel as though this will be the bounce back game for them. I mean. They're allowing QBs. I think the let me check real quick. Third highest completion percentage. When you get Josh Dobbs able to complete his passes, the playmakers like Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, they're going to be able to make yards after the catch, and that's what's going to keep these drives alive. And you also have Joshua Dobbs that's semi-mobile. I mean, we've been seeing him move around. All you got to do is avoid Max Crosby. I mean, actually going to have him on the show tomorrow. Not my show, but the show I work for NFL Network. 41% of the sacks come from Mac Crosby on that team. Nobody wow. else is getting after the quarterback. 41%. That's fifth in the NFL. So it's like you just got to avoid him, and I think that's clearly scheme. You could do that. To give a quarterback that's come in and got you a couple wins, held it down while Justin Jefferson basically was out for a couple weeks, I think you give him the confidence in scheming him and putting him in right position to be successful because they were thinking about benching him during the bye and like, okay, who are you going to put in? Let's be realistic. So I'm going Vikings with this full roster. I'm just going to play devil's advocate, and I'm going Raiders. I think they're going to try to force the ball to Justin Jefferson. I don't think Dobbs and Jefferson have that chemistry. I think Antonio Pierce is going to figure out a way to control the tempo, control the ball, yeah. a couple quick plays to Devontae Adams, a couple huge plays from Crosby. I'm going <laughs> Raiders. <laughs> And just just Justin Jefferson, just keep him in the hotel hotel room the entire time until the game starts. That's probably your your best bet. So, um, I mean, I do agree with you. There, if it wasn't in a dome, the friendly confines of a dome, similar to USA US Bank Field, like they have up there in Minnesota, I might not go with the Vikings. But too familiar, too many Hawkinson's good. He's really good. And if Jefferson adds anything to Addison, look like an animal. 
Yeah, that might be a stack too. Uh, um, probably not. No, probably not. Game of the week. Game of the week, K Win. Let's go. Game of the week. We've got Seattle coming to the bay to play the Niners. Mm-mm-mm. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Will this be the fourth straight loss? I think so. <laughs> I lot I stopped Seahawks. counting. I'm going Seahawks, man. Oh let let down game. What do you what do you know that I don't? That see, look, that that Dallas game kind of opened my eyes. It's like, oh, you guys can put something together. You almost won the game, so it's like, okay, the referees are making some little iffy calls, but you're in Jerry's world. You know what happens. Yeah, <laughs> you know how it goes. You're in Jerry's world. But if that if that formula is true, didn't the Niners just take it to the Cowboys? They did. So, but, so I mean, that's that, that's but, a bad omen. But I'm going Seahawks, man, because I, I I can't stand the 49ers. Yeah. Can I say one thing? We can't get out of our own way, and I don't know if you guys have seen this. Jamal Adams, you talk about a guy, a, a guy we we should be parting ways with. Like, and I would expect a guy like DK Metcalf, who's even kind of been <laughs> touch and go with the media and what he's done on social media and all this. Yeah. But what Jamal Adams does, to it's just, and then the comment of when they go low, I go lower. This guy, down on it. That's this guy, of... and this is the same guy that looked like he, he he tried to bat at a ball in the end zone and missed last week. Nick Ferguson made. Him I mean, it, it's up. it's bad. It's bad. We thought it was going to be a legion of boom going just with Ty with how Woolen looked last year, with how um, Witherspoon Witherspoon had come in. I mean, we thought we were it was going to be a change to the secondary. It hasn't. It's been worse. Woolens look lost out there too. Like I, that's why I say I he got benched like two weeks ago, right? Yeah, I mean we've we've been stringing things. Nickelback's been playing primary corner. Um, I'm, I'm giving you every reason we're gonna lose, just so that when we actually pull this <laughs> I was about out, to say, are you are you rooting for your team or not? <laughs> I'm just setting expectations in my head. No, that's like, good. What, here, here's what I expect to see: get George Kittle have a massive game. Um, I used to have a massive game. I, I think we can defend the the kind of jet sweep notion, but I don't see us getting a purdy all that much, to be honest. Nah, just don't. Uh, yeah, might be a little bit of nasty work this weekend, but I'm still riding with you. We're going to see. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, we'll see about that. Kenny, Kenny Walker. Beside the Niners, everyone's talking about two of the best teams in football are the Eagles and the Cowboys. And we already saw what the Niners did to both of those teams. My unbiased opinion here, I think the Niners are going to get out quickly. I think they're going to score a lot of points. And I don't know if the Seahawks can score against this 49er pass for us with Chase Young and Bosa. Everyone was talking about CMC was the MVP. Now it's on the Brock Purdy train. I know he won't win, but the best, most valuable player is probably Trent Williams. They're undefeated this year when he's in the lineup, and it's just a whole different ball game with big trends on that offensive line. That is true. That is true. That's a stat right there. <laughs> All right. Now we are moving to Kansas City. We got the Bills playing the Chiefs. This is the tricky one I said before yeah. we jumped on. And I'll honestly go with the Chiefs, man. I, I'll, I'll go with them, but there's not much that I can back that statement with because who is he going to throw the ball to other than Travis Kelsey? And 
Pacheco's banged up right now. Uh, I'm not quite sure if he plays or not. And I just don't know how they pull this one out, but they do. It's Mahomes. You can't bet against Mahomes. I did it last week, and it didn't work out. So the Bills are fifth in point differential. They're great on third downs. Josh Allen's playing well under the new offensive coordinator. But they're playing in Kansas City. And in Arrowhead, I'm not picking against Mahomes. So I'm with you with the Chiefs. So I, I had the opportunity last December to be at the coldest football game on record at Arrowhead Stadium. Like pissing cold. Like it was, I had to go like hide next to a fireplace in order to revive myself. It was that oh bad. It, I don't know how cold it's going to be then, but here's Buffalo stacks up. And I feel like this game happened like two weeks ago because it's embedded in my memory. Just, <laughs> just how good a game it was. The AFC championship. Um, I, I think it has this feel like Mahomes' big brother, little brother with Allen almost at this point. Yeah. Like, Josh, you better win one of these or else you're going to go down as like, you know, the Jim Kelly to the Troy Aikman type thing, you know, oh, like. Um, this might put his coach on the hot seat, honestly, if he comes out with L. Yeah. I, I, like I mean, because everyone else too. is catching the heat. The offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, the players. He's just kind of like McDermott, out of the yeah. picture. Uh, yeah, he, he's definitely on the hot seat this offseason, if not after this game. If he loses, he might hide behind Andy Reid. I don't know if he just gets hired by his staff. I don't know. Uh-huh. I'm I'm gonna take just to, I'm gonna take the Bills just to say I took the Bills because the one week I didn't take him and I took the Jets. I it's the only one I missed, K1. Okay, Denver. This is an old AFC West matchup. Uh, Denver, well, not necessarily like in the same. We got Denver versus now the Los Angeles Chargers in SoFi. Russ versus Justin. I'm going Denver just based on that defense. I mean, Justin Herbert has looked terrible in the last couple of weeks. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on, but um, it's not working. It's not working. When you're going up against this Denver defense and they're taking the ball away like it's nobody's business, yeah, I'm going to rock with the defense on this one. Yeah, I was going to call this the antitrust game because I don't trust Staley. I don't trust Herbert. I don't trust Russ. I mean, Peyton's doing a better job coaching. I think this game could go either way. But the Chargers have looked bad. It's almost like they've given up on the coach and they've given up on the season. So, yeah, I'm going Chargers. They've got to win this one. Oh no, <laughs> you're doing that because I'm a Rams fan. They're San, Diego, they're San Diego Chargers to me. That's exactly right. The Mike Williams curse, K. Win. We can't win without him. Can't win without him. Can't win with Josh Palmer. They're missing, but they just opened up his 21 day pack practice. So we'll see once he gets back into the lineup because QT ain't it. I think it, it all lands on it. I always like to do these. If if Keenan Allen has eight or more catches in the game, they will win. If he doesn't, they're not going to win. Fair? No, because there's games where they shot themselves in the foot. Or the kicker <laughs> it's always going to be a one-possession game. Yeah. That's true. I think he'll need 10. <laughs> he'll, he'll need 10 points. Okay. <laughs> I'll go with 10. This is... Is Keenan Allen one of the most underrated... Wide receivers in the game? Absolutely. Like top three in yards, 
top four in touchdowns, top three in catches. Drafting. But everyone talks about AJ Brown, Diggs, CD Lamb, like they and Tyreek. Obviously, Tyreek don't win. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. The Chargers don't win. Michael Irving wasn't as great as you know Andre Reid in some respects, but Irving won. He won Super Bowls. That is true. Reid won a lot too, but he lost a lot of Super Bowls. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that holds any weight. All right. Now to the game of the week. We conveniently flexed out the Monday night games because we think they're garbage this week. So the Sunday night game is the most important. We've got Dallas playing Philly in Dallas. Who do you like? Um, It's really a toss-up, but I'm going to go with Dallas. I I think Jalen Hurts is hurt. Um, Dak has been red hot. You just got to go with the better offense on on this take because if Jalen Hurts is actually hurt the way he is, Michael Parsons is coming full speed. Out of <laughs> <laughs> you, you need to do something. So I think there will be a lot of mistakes on this Eagles offense. Um, the run game has not been what's been promising, you know, what it was last season. Um, I honestly think this Dallas attack is just going to be more superior. So the Eagles have given up over 400 yards in back-to-back games against the Cowboys. In their last four games, opponents have scored 42, 37, 17. That was against the Chiefs, a couple drop passes, so that should have been more in 23. They can't stop elite teams. They can't cover anyone. Oh, man, CD's going to have like 200 yards. (laughs) It's going to be ugly. But... Shaquille Leonard is here, and I think he'll help a little. And it pains me to say this, but I guess I'll go Cowboys on this one. I think the Cowboys will win this one. They need the win, honestly. Yeah, Cowboys are six and six and zero at home. They're, I mean, there's you know, there's a reason there's a little hole in the, the top of the stadium. You know, <laughs> wants them always to win. Uh, I think the also the Eagles are going to be. I just think they're they're dinged up. I mean, yeah. you know, emotionally, I think it's one that they might say, okay, here you go. You know, just don't get hurt coming out of it. But they've played in so many close games this year opposed to last year. Like last year, I think they scored almost close to a record in the second quarter. They're blowing teams out. Like this year, like every game pretty much of the last eight weeks has been close. It's been physical. They had to come back from behind. And I think they were a little sluggish against the Niners. And I think you're right. I Hertz is a little bit more beat up and he's letting on. I think Swift, Gainwell, Swift and Gainwell get a lot of play here. Like just out of the they backfield and like dumps, they you know, it's just, just like Hertz is going to want to protect himself. A lot of this, a lot of, you know, a lot of that, you know, a lot of this, a lot of this, yeah. a little, maybe. You 49ers know. put a lot on tape, man, for them to. Guess who's back them. though. Guess who's back? Dallas. Dallas is back in Dallas. <laughs> Dallas is back in Dallas. Goddard's back. I mean, that hurt him for a few weeks, I think, not having a it did. solid tight end. Yeah. All right. So now we've got your winners. But if there's a tie, we have a tiebreaker, which is the Dallas Eagles game. Total points. You've got to pick it. The over-under, if you need some help, quick Google search, has it at 51 and a half. I was going to say 51. Um, 
let's go over. Let's go over 51, 31-28. Okay. So you have to you have to give a number. So do you want to go with 51 or you want to go with I'll go 50 54. Let's go higher. Ooh, I like that. So what? 54. What what does that final score look like then? 27-7. No. 27-27 tie. No, actually, Jesus. <laughs> Good math. <laughs> I'll go. I'll, I'll. I'll go with. I'll go with the fifty-one. 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 Yeah. All right. So to recap, we have Falcons, Lions, Colts, Browns, Ravens, Vikings, Seahawks, Chiefs, Broncos, Cowboys. That's Fifty-one cool. points. The Seahawks are going to be the surprise. You change it now. Just do it. No. Just change it. We're going to ride. <laughs> ride and rally. And, and we got Cup and Mostert over Hopkins and Anche. Yes. We have a bonus question tonight for both of you. Oh, nice. Who's going to win the Heisman Trophy? I don't know. There's got to be some data around, like, the because the AP already announced their Offensive Player of the Year, right? In which was Jaden Daniels. I'm not quite sure. I believe I, they did. I, I don't watch college football at Just all. NFL? Yeah. So, so <laughs> they I'll break it down. It's going to be Michael Penix. No. Oh, Undefeated. Penix. It Listen, it can't be Bo Nix because Penix beat him twice, so he's out. Penix energy. <laughs> big Penix, big Penix energy. Jane Daniels has great stats, but it's not best Listen, statistical here, performance. It's best player on the no, best team. Go, and who, Penix, do, you, do you have a Heisman vote? Do you know who has a Heisman vote? I do, and I'm voting no for No one Penix. on the West Coast has a Heisman vote. They're all, like, from Denver East. It, it doesn't matter. All I have to do is look and see who's in the BCS championship. Semifinals. No, no they, all I have to do is look at their TVs when all they're doing is watching SEC football each week, and Daniels has – Seven more touchdowns and, and how's his more team yards. doing? They they went nine. It's respectable nine and two. What if they didn't play? He didn't play. nine and two. They've lost more than two. And Brian Kelly was their coach. I just don't want to see Pete. Uh, uh, there's Washington too, there's State too much fan, so talk going on in this. City. You know I'm a Huskies fan. Anyways, we're gonna bicker all night on this, so we might as well change the subject. LQ, before we let you go, can you tell our listeners where they can find you online, see you on TV, consume your content? Uh, yeah, I mean, tomorrow on all NFL Fast channels, so Peacock, Roku, whatever you have, you can find me doing the Start and Sit'em show with Marcus Grant, Florio, Michael Florio. We're going to be doing Start and Sits and give some hot takes tomorrow at 4 p.m., um then you can find me at real deal fantasy on all yeah all, all social media platforms um tiktok i'm there unfortunately uh, youtube of course instagram twitter i'm all there man even facebook man. you can find that page cool all right well we had a blast thank you for coming on the show no, gotta have you. you on again hopefully we'll have you on again when you raise the lombardi trophy for winning our pick <laughs> Definitely, you sure right. you don't want to change that? No, let's go Seahawks. I was going to say, let's go Seahawks. All right. We're keeping that. And listeners, every week, Caffeine TV, nofilter.net, Big Ben and Kwin. You can follow us on social media. We are also on TikTok, Instagram, X, everywhere. It's right. at Big Ben Kwin underscore, at Big Ben Kwin underscore. And I think that's all we got. Hold on. Hold on. How many, how many fantasy football teams are in the playoffs that you currently manage or own or? 
I have three in the in the hunt. I haven't really counted. I'm in 18 leagues. No, oh, wow. Ooh. That's actually way better than what I was like a couple years ago. <laughs> Do you employ someone to manage your teams, I hope? No, I manage them all. I mean, mo like most of them are like leagues I've been in for a while, like Dynasty. Like I kind of yeah. know my squad. Um, I'm in a couple of redraft leagues, like my home league, you know, my guys that I have childhood friends, you know, high school friends that were in the league for all these years. It's complete chaos, but I love it. Um, best ball leagues, they're in that count as well. So best ball leagues, you don't have to set your lineup. You just have to pick the best players and kind of work the way where when it works for you. But how, how, how many championships did you win last year? Last year, three out of god I, it was bad for me last year three out of i think i was in 20 21 leagues. Wow. that makes me feel a little better about myself yeah no offense to you, but like Listen. you know you know a lot and still just a crapshoot sometimes it's because i don't know how to say no people actually <laughs> leave. that's the problem like one like one you, hey you want to be in our fantasy league next <laughs> yeah, year yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I just sent you an invite. <laughs> we draft tomorrow night. <laughs> Once draft season comes around, I get the itch. Like I'm tired of mock drafts. Like, all right, look, when's the draft? All right, next week. Okay, it's a, okay. It just it's a sleeper league. Up. It's a sleeper league. Two two quarterbacks. You're in. Super you flex PPR. Super you're good. You I'm gonna go. super go that, flex out of here. I end up saying yes. <laughs> all right. Thanks again. Thanks, man. I appreciate you guys, man. Have a great yeah. day. All right. Be good.